nice to be on the pod, and uh, catch you guys later. Yeah, thanks, Dan. See you, Dan. Looks like it's just you and me. Mano yep. y mano. Welcome to Clubhouse Combos, episode 38. Uh, this is going to be our MLB free agent prediction podcast. Uh, Ev, how you doing today, buddy? I'm good. Um, I need a shower. I'm a little dirty. Kind of gross. I don't want to know that, you dirty fuck. Dan, how are you today, buddy? I'm great. Uh, after waiting for probably 30 minutes for Evan to finally get back to his dorm, but that's all right. Yeah, kid's a piece of shit when it comes to being on time. Yeah, he's like I said, free money. Dan no said, Newman. "Take the over." <laughs> no Newman today. He is uh, doing school, so it's just going to be the three of us rolling. Um, so let's get into it. A couple of free agents that have already signed: Eduardo Rodriguez goes from Boston to Detroit, five years, seventy-seven million. Noah Syndergaard leaves the Mets, goes to the Los Angeles Angels, one-year, $21 million deal. And Jose Barrios stays put after arriving in Toronto before the trade deadline, signing a pretty good pretty good deal, seven for 130. Uh, any thoughts on these deals, you guys? We'll go to Evan first. Yeah, so as far as the Eduardo Rodriguez uh, deal goes in Detroit, I think Detroit's in a nice spot right now. They have a really nice young core. and um, the, and the rotation's really young as well. Uh, Scuba was really good. Manning's coming on. Uh, they got a couple other good Casey guys. Mize. Thank you, Mize. It's a rotation that's up and uh, up and coming. And Eduardo Rodriguez is a perfect fit. A lot of right. Uh, I think Scuba's a lefty. You bring in another lefty in Eduardo Rodriguez. That's a nice fit. I know they paid him a lot, but I think Detroit's in a spot where they can afford to spend money as they try to get back into contention. Uh, Angels. Everyone knows that the pitching is the problem, so I like them going out and getting Syndergaard. I know they're a team that's had some health problems in the past. Obviously, with Mike Trout, even this this prior year, uh, the pitching's always been a, a, a disaster. I'd expect them to add another starter as well. Uh, they were thought to be pretty aggressive coming into this free agency. Obviously, jumped all over Syndergaard. So I like kind of where they're trending as well. And Berrios, it's a lot of money, but again, it's a team that needs starters. Uh, we'll see what happens with Robbie Ray. Barrios has proven to be a really good pitcher in, in an American league. He's still young. He's still developing. Uh, so I like it. And seven years at 131, the years is a little bit long, but I think uh, in order to lock him down, that was kind of what you were going to have to spend. Dan, any thoughts from you? Um, not really. Um, just, I guess the Eduardo Rodriguez going to Detroit, um, it kind of did surprise me a little. I thought he would go back to Boston um, is what it is. Um, I do like, like Detroit going into next year. Um, I think they're going to be really good. And, and this just helps those, uh, those chances for them. Uh, notice Indigard going to the, uh, the angels. I like it. Um, I know he's been injured the last couple of years, but I mean, for the angels, I mean, we all know pitching is the issue. Um, so I really like them going out and getting somebody that can be very good if healthy. And then Barrios, um, pretty big contract, um, but good signing for the, uh, the blue Jays who are obviously trying to compete in the tough AL East. 
Yeah, for me, the only thing to add is you got to think Toronto's um, – oh, shit, my microphone's unplugged. Uh, the only thing you got to think for Toronto is that they're probably out on Robbie Ray now, um, I would assume. I, not I'm gonna... not willing to rule that out yet. Well, you got to think about who they have to pay, right? They just gave Springer 150. Uh, yeah. You gave Barrios 130. Robbie Ray is probably going to be 130 or north of that, depending on the years. Uh, Marcus Semyon's a free agent. Uh, so are you going to bring him back? Probably not. Mm-hmm. And then you also have guys like Vlad and Bichette and Teoscar Hernandez and Lourdes Gurriel, who are all very, very good young players who are eventually going to need a contract extension, and for some of them sooner rather than later. So it becomes a question of how many guys can you pay? I don't know, Ray's 30 years old. Uh, I know he had a great year for them, but at some point you got to invest in the youth and the long term. I think they'll be I think that they'll be able to keep one of Ray or Semyon. I didn't have them keeping either. You don't think they keep either. I don't. Right. I mean, talk about Robbie Ray. I mean, this dude went undrafted in lots of fantasy drafts. Uh, this past season was a waiver wire pickup. And he's going to probably win the Cy Young. And talk about, you know, in a contract year, having your best season of your career at a perfect time. He's going to get absolutely paid and deservingly so. Robbie Ray, I, I you know, he's one of the, the more exciting pitchers to watch too. Uh, he's got just a great finish on his fastball. And he always grunts, like really throws the ball hard. Yeah, he's got great stuff. I mean, what did he have? Almost 250 strikeouts. He dominated the AL Cy Young race. Um, Yeah, good for him. Uh, A team, hopefully the team who signs them is uh, the team that I've predicted. Uh, But anyways, let's move into some predictions, shall we? We have a long list to get to. uh, And then a pretty good lineup card, I think. My first lineup card, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, first name I have Justin Verlander been in the headlines lately, uh, had the showcase 15 to 20 teams came out. Rumor was he looked really good. Uh, I saw today Atlanta has jumped into the mix. Um, so where do you guys see Verlander shaking out Evan? This is a tough one because obviously he didn't pitch a year ago. So he's a complete wild card. He could have a Cy Young season. I wouldn't be surprised. He could also suck. And I wouldn't be surprised. Um, for me, I'm going to go with the Detroit Tigers. I just really like the reunion story. I think he's a good, uh, he'd be a really good ad there. We talked about the rotation now with Scooble, Rodriguez, Mize, Manning, who might fall out. I feel like there's another guy I'm completely missing on. The guy Um, threw the no hitter. I forget his name. Oh, fuck. Oh, yes. Um, Turnbull. Turnbull. Yes. Yeah. He's a, he's a nice up and coming righty. Um, I think Verlander, Manning had a tough year, so maybe pull Manning out, put Verlander in. I like the reunion story. You know, he's back with A.J. Hinch. That's another thing to keep an eye on. And I just think it's the perfect fit. Obviously, had a lot of success there uh, with Max Scherzer back in the early uh, 2010s. Uh, Makes a lot of sense to me. So I'll go Detroit for Verlander. Uh, You got to – I have contracts for all of mine. I don't know if you do or if you want to. I did not prepare those. Okay. Uh, I'll say he gets – I'd say he'll get – Two years, maybe like 12, 10, 10 mil per, maybe. Yeah, that's not bad. Dan? Um, so the less experience of the group, I really have no clue what I'm doing here, but I have Verlander going to the Yankees, um, and I don't have anything contract-wise. Um, 
don't know. Gut feeling. Yankees can spend a lot. I feel like they're going to go after Verlander and just see what they can get. I don't, I, I don't hate that. Um, I like the Detroit one as well. I have them going to Atlanta. Uh, I feel like just that rotation with a, a lot of young arms, that's something Verlander might be interested in doing is being outside of Morton, you know, a real vet on a staff and, and really getting to leave a lasting impression on his legacy post-baseball. You know, you spend so much time with these guys, they learn things from you and it translates. And that's how uh, all the greats pass down their greatness to others. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I think Atlanta's a pretty good fit. Um, I think he's going to go to one, want to go to a winning team. And obviously Atlanta just won the World Series. So I, I said one for 15. Okay. Um, obviously, you guys don't have to do the contracts, but if you feel like you have a good value on someone. Uh, the next name I have is Clayton Kershaw. Dan, we'll go to you first. So I originally had um, him going to the Dodgers, but I have seen reports and maybe they're just stupid reports, but I haven't gone to the Rangers. Um, a lot of reports saying he wants to pitch uh, closer to his hometown um, and the Rangers do offer that. So I haven't gone to the Rangers. I like that, Dan. That's actually a really good one. I could totally see that. There's a lot of teams that I could see. Uh, you talk about the Braves. They'll probably be in the market for a starter, the Phillies, uh, I think the Mets, maybe even the Marlins um, in, in the National League. Um, I'm going to go with the L.A. Angels. I just kind of like that story. I really like them to be aggressive in free agency. I thought that they pick up two starters. They get Syndergaard. And what better combination than I think Syndergaard and Kershaw – bringing those guys in with Otani already there. It just, it, all he has to do is, you know, take the subway over there. He's already there. I, I don't think he returns to the Dodgers. I'd be shocked if that's the case. I like angels on this one. I really like the angels next year. If they have the off season that I predict that they will. I think the angels are going to have a great off season. I just don't think it involves Kershaw. Uh, I do have him staying in LA with the Dodgers. I think it just makes a little too much sense at this point in his career. He's battled injuries. I don't know how many teams are really going to want to take a large financial risk on him. And obviously he knows what it's like in LA. He knows they have a chance at winning every single year. Um, I, I see him probably ending his career there, but I really do like the hometown idea of Texas, Dan. I think that's a great yeah, pick. I can um, totally see that. I had two for 35. It's roughly around where I, was I think he'll get a little bit more. I think he'll get about 20. I just don't think with the injuries, a contending team is going to give him that much. But we'll I see. I mean, yeah, it's reasonable to expect that. Uh, next name, Max Scherzer. Go to you first, Ed. Yeah, I think he stays with the Dodgers. Just seemed to have so much energy when he was there. Uh, I think he, you know, it, talk about unfinished business. I think he really wanted, obviously, to win another World Series. Had one with Washington. Uh, Dodgers came pretty close once again. He wasn't really 100%. I think he'll stay. I think that the Dodgers would rather keep him over Kershaw. Um, you know, by far. And I think, you know, like I said, unfinished business. Dodgers will you know, they always have a fuck ton of money. You didn't give up, um, you know, the number one catcher Ruiz prospect. They give up another good pitcher. You don't give all that up for one year, for half a year, Max Scherzer. You got to lock this guy down. Dan. Uh, I also haven't gone back to the Dodgers. Um, I think it's, it just makes the most sense. Huh. We disagree. I had him going to the Los Angeles angels. Okay. I think that's the best fit. 
Um, I know he wanted to go to the West Coast. That's that's my one-two that L.A. brings in, Evan. Um, I don't think there's a better one-two available. Obviously, Max Scherzer speaks for himself. Um, and I think it makes sense. Like, I feel like a guy like Max Scherzer, is, as much as he likes to win, I think he wants to have a little challenge. And I don't know how challenging it is to to just go back to the Dodgers. I mean, they're basically a super team year in, year out. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. Both sides make sense. Uh, I said three for 100. Marcus Stroman. Is I think he'll get name. more years than that. If he stays with the Dodgers, he'll get more years than that. You think? What's he, 37? I give him four or five i think i think this dude's gonna pitch for a while longer he he's shown really no signs of slowing down yeah that's true i don't know i feel like he can get more money on a short-term deal and just do two of them yeah i mean i get what i get what you're saying i get what you're saying um marcus stroman is up next mm-hmm. what are we uh, dan first this time mm-hmm. yeah um I have them going to the Angels. Um, no reason why, just Angels. Uh, I think they obviously need to get pitching. I think they'll get more pitching. Um, so I got Stroman going to the Angels. I'm between two teams right now. Colin, I want to hear what you do first. I have them going to the Chicago Cubs. Uh, it wasn't really a team I had on my radar for him until I started looking into it. He said like how, how awesome it is to pitch at Wrigley and – how historic that ballpark is. Um, he's come out and also said he doesn't mind a rebuild. Like that doesn't, that's not an issue for him going into free agency. Um, he just wants to go to a good culture, stuff like that. And I think the Cubs are trying to return relevance. They obviously are going to have some money to spend with all the contracts they offloaded this year. Uh, I don't know. It makes sense. Stroman is a big market player and the Cubs are trying to return to, you know, the face of the big market. So See if they make a splash. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Seattle Mariners. And they were, uh, we'll probably be happy to hear that. Um, obviously, a team that really needs pitching. I thought the lineup was really the strength of the Mariners' season uh, and their run a short year ago. Um, I like the fit there. I know he's been rumored to maybe go there. You know, obviously, like I said, the need is there. It's an up-and-coming team. They're only getting better. And I think they will be another one of those teams that's really aggressive in free agency. So I'm going to go with the Seattle Mariners on this one. What do you think money-wise? Mm, 17 per? Yeah, I said five for 115. I think that's... That about, that's about 20s. No. 20, 21? Yeah. Yeah, 21. I don't know if Syndergaard's getting 21. Like, how can you not justify Stroman getting 21? I could see him getting more. Yeah, Stroman was kind of on a prove-it deal with the Mets last year, and he, he had a really good year. Yeah. I think the Mets are going to miss him. Mets Mets will probably have to spend as well. Yeah, I think so. I do have them spending on other names. Uh, let's move on to another pitcher uh, leaving potentially leaving the NL, Kevin Gosman. Ev? Um, I think he'll stay. Uh, so I, I'm going to have him re-signing with the Giants. Just makes too much sense. Uh, the year he had last year, why leave that? I think they'd be willing to pay him to keep him. He kind of had a – he struggled a little bit down the down the stretch. Obviously, he had such a strong start to the year. Um, I don't see any reason why he would consider leaving. Yeah, it, I think it was the perfect situation for him, and 
you know, out in California, it's really nice there. You play at such a beautiful ballpark. Uh, the team just won 107 games. I think he's probably the number one priority uh, for, for them as an organization. The front office there knows what they're doing. I think he'll stay. Dan? Um, I also have him going back to the Giants uh, pretty much for the same reasons. I did as well. I said four for 90. And they'll give him a, yeah, a good, good for him day. if he gets that. Good for him if he gets that. Next name, uh, a couple lefties on our list. Danny Duffy is the first one. Dan? Uh, I want to hear you two first on this one. <laughs> All right. Uh, I can go first on this one. I had him going to the St. Louis Cardinals on a two-year deal. Uh, I think it's a pretty good fit. The Cardinals obviously have some good pitching in um, – what's his fucking name? Um Flaherty? Flaherty and who was their pitcher? Who was their number one this year when Flaherty was out? Wainwright. Wainwright. Yeah. What a year. Uh, obviously. And I think Danny Duffy could make a pretty nice one, two, three combo. Yeah. Danny Duffy, he's a lefty into that. Um, I don't think you can ever have too much starting pitching. I feel like that's just a position of need for the Cardinals. Uh, so I had him going to St. Louis. I go, I'll go next. Uh, I have Danny Duffy to the Red Sox. I just feel like this would be a typical Red Sox signing. Uh, low value on Danny Duffy. Obviously, was hurt uh, down the stretch of the year, but he had a really, really good first half to the regular season with the Kansas City Royals uh, before he was dealt the deadline. I, I would like to fit. I don't think he's a bad replacement for Erod. I think he's a much cheaper replacement for Erod, and you just got to hope that he stays healthy. But it just seems like a typical high and boom signing, you know, Kike Hernandez, Hunter Renfro, these guys who have put together good numbers in their career, Heim brings them over and they do really well in, in the Red Sox uh, new system. So I'm going to go Red Sox for Danny Duffy. Dan. I'll be honest. I didn't have any prediction going in. I was going to listen to you too. Um, I just don't think the Red Sox will do it. So I'm going to have to go with the St. Louis Cardinals as well. I like what you said, Colin. Love it. Love it. Uh, the next lefty on our list, Robbie Ray. This one should be interesting. Ev, we'll go to you first. Robbie Ray. This is such a tough one. Um, I see. I could see this going a ton of different ways. Like, yep, there are a lot of number one needy teams. Yep. Um. I mean, I have a prediction if you need. Uh, I'd like to hear what you say. I'm, you can go first. I do have him going to Boston. I think Heim, as as much as he has those small, um, those small market roots in Tampa Bay, he's in Boston now. He's got money to spend. I think he's going to spend it on Robbie Ray. This is a team that is desperate for starting pitching. You don't know what you're going to get from Sale over a full 162. I mean, this guy is a perfect fallback option if Sale flusters, if Avaldi flusters, um, if fucking Whitlock doesn't work out as a starter. Like, Robbie Ray is going to anchor this rotation no matter what happens with those guys. Um, so I feel I feel like he's a great fit in Boston. I said five for 120. Dan, you want to go next? Yeah, Um as much as I would like to say he would go to the Red Sox, um, I don't know. Maybe it's just my pessimistic view of winning <laughs> money. Um, but I, I shook my head when you said uh, 
they're out on Robbie Ray, or I guess not in an agreement, but I actually have Robbie Ray going back to the, uh, the Blue Jays. Um, don't really know why. I know it's a lot of money uh, to give Barrios and Robbie Ray, but I think it just makes sense. Like part of me wants to agree with you, and part of me thinks that that is what's going to happen, but I honestly could see him going to some bad team and getting a fucking bag. Uh, I so I'm gonna I'm in between. Fuck it, I'm gonna go with the Miami Marlins for Robbie Ray. It doesn't make a ton of sense, but I think he's just gonna go to some random ass team that's gonna pay him a fuck ton of money. It does kind uh, of make sense though, because the Marlins are like sneaky getting there. Marlins are sneaky getting there. Obviously, they had a the huge rebuild. They they got rid of Stan and they got rid of Yelich. They got rid of Ozuna. You know, those guys all go out. They're young team now. Who's actually not been bad. They, they hung in a lot of games. They were actually over 500 at home this season. Uh, so I'm going to go Miami. And, and they already have a good rotation. A you got Alcantara. Who's Trevor a righty. Rogers. Who's a, I think he's a lefty, yeah. He's a lefty. Uh, and who's the other third guy that was pretty good there? Oh, it was the dude that, like, floated with a no-hitter. Why am I not thinking of, of his name? Oh, it's Lopez. Yes. Yeah, that would that would be a good signing for Miami. Talk about like a really strong top four in a tough maybe, division. And in a tough division, and now like if you can outbid, I'm sure teams in that division are going to be interested in Robbie Ray. So if like you can outbid on Robbie Ray, I like that. I'm fuck it. I'm I'm happy with that. I'll What's your Miami. version of outbidding? What do you think he gets? I think he gets twenty five plus. Yeah, I said five one twenty, so just under twenty. I, I, yeah, I think my, if Miami does sign, I think they go five for for about one twenty five, one thirty, or more. Yeah, it's not a bad not a bad ticket at all. A uh, couple more pictures, and then we'll get to some position players. Uh, Carlos Rodon of the Chicago White Sox, finalist for the Cy Young candidate this year, Cy Young Award. Um, was he? Or was it Lynn? He, it might have been Lynn. Sorry, it was Lynn. It was Lynn. I apologize. Uh, probably not going back to Chicago. Where do you guys see him going? Um, Dan, you got a prediction on this one? Yep. Not no rhyme or reason why, but I haven't gone to Seattle. Interesting. I'm going to, I'm going to put Carlos Rodon to the Dodgers, um, as kind of that Kershaw replacement just seems like a good fit. Um, you know, he moves on from the American League. You know, I, I think he gets some money. Um, I think they'd rather invest in some guy like that who probably has higher upside at this point in his career than a guy like Kershaw. So that would kind of fill up the Dodgers rotation. Dan, I actually had him going to Seattle as well. Uh, I think <laughs> it makes sense. They need pitching. He's a young guy. He's a good arm. You've seen the talent. First round pick. Uh, you saw what it could do this year. I think they give him a lot of money. Uh, I had him getting more than Robbie Ray. I had him five for 130. Uh, Seattle's got money to spend. They're, they've been rumored to be wanting to spend it this offseason. Uh, and I think Rodon would be a great investment. Last pitcher, Rafael Iglesias today just turned down his qualifying offer for the Angels. Uh, he was a fantastic closer for them this year, really the only bright spot and otherwise horrific pitching staff, as we've already talked about. Uh, where do you see him going, Evan? I see Iglesias going to the Texas Rangers, a team that's been known, and Dan mentioned to them earlier, willing to spend money. 
Their closer last year for the first half of the year was Ian Kennedy. He got traded to the Philadelphia Phillies. That put them in a tough spot. They kind of bounce around with some of these random no-name kind of guys. I think this is a team that wants a closer, and they want a good fucking bat. And I think Iglesias is the perfect uh, closer for them, uh, you know, remaining in that division. Just to add some sort of uh, reliability on that back end that just they have not had in a while. Dan? I don't really know. You go first. All right. I have him staying in L.A. Uh, I think they give him a lot of money. It, to me, it's hard to see how they could let him walk after all their pitching troubles when he's really the only guy they brought in who's been successful. Obviously, the Bundy experience has been so-so. Uh, you can find countless other examples. Heaney never really worked out. Uh, and I think Iglesias has proven himself to be one of the better closers in the MLB. I said four for 80. I think um, – he deserves a nice extension from LA. And if they're going to spend money, like we predicted them spending on the Kershaw's and Scherzer's of the world, then why not booster that back end, you know, solidify your pitching staff with a good closer. All right. So when I did these predictions, I did not know this guy was a closer. It shows you my, how much I know. Um, so I had him going to the Dodgers, but I just switched it and have him now going to the, the uh, Los Angeles Angels. Good pick, Dan. <laughs> Dan agreeing with Colin. <laughs> uh, all right. Some position players. Chris Bryant, first one on the list. Dan? Um, oh, okay. Or Evans. Okay. Um, I can go. Um, I'm trying to find him on my list. Uh, oh, I have him going to the Mets. Interesting. As did I. As did I as well. <laughs> Wow. I mean, it seemed like they just wanted him so badly at the deadline. It makes sense. It's position of need for the Mets. What do you think money-wise? said four for 100. I'd say more than that. More years than that. I think they give him a bag. Six for 150. You think he gets more than 25 million a year? Yeah, I could see it. Wow. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Another guy who should get a bag this offseason, Marcus Semyon. Evan? Yeah, this is a tough one because Semyon, my God, he was so good this past year for the for the Toronto Blue Jays. Now he's in a tough spot. Like I don't know what team is going to be interested. I'm going to say Red Sox because I just want to manifest the fuck out of this because I'd absolutely love it. A middle infield with Bogarts and Semyon, you, you could put – Semyon at short, you know, or or second. I think he was playing some second for the for the Jays. He played second all year, dude. I played second all year. So then put him at second base. I don't even care if you keep Dahl back. If you can keep, if you can put Semyon at second, Bogarts at short, Devers at third, and you know you still have the platoon with Vasquez and Pawecki behind the plate. That's a fucking strong infield, and you know you have Kike Verdugo, JD, uh, like. This it would Renfro. just be the perfect fit. Renfro as well. I forgot one player. Thank you. I love it. Send me in a Boston. Bring him in, baby. I'd rather he is, him Ray. He is the perfect fit. I know Dan stands laughing because he also has send me in a Boston. Yeah. Um, I have him going to Seattle. Uh, Newman, I'm sure will be happy to hear that. Just, I just feel like Seattle has probably more money to offer him, and also I feel like Boston isn't going to want to get committed long-term to another middle infielder because obviously you have Bogarts, 
but you have Ted York, who you drafted two years ago uh, as a top 10 pick who plays second base, and the shortstop they just drafted last year, Mayer, who is a middle infielder as well. So, you know, long-term, as much as I like Semyon and as much as I think he's a perfect fit for this team, you sign him five, six, seven years, you're blocking the paths of both those guys. And whether that means, well, they're trade bait now for better proven players, maybe so. But I don't want Semyon coming in to mean Bogarts is gone. Yeah. No, I get it. We'll see, we'll see what he gets. I think he'll get a lot of money. He deserves it. I said five for 175. Ooh, I'd say probably a little bit less than that. You think he gets more than Chris Bryant? Yeah, my Bryant figure's low. Uh, once you once I said that, I realized Bryant's figure's low. If I could if I could re-up Bryant, I'd say six for 195. Yeah. That probably makes more spend sense, especially from the Mets. But yeah, I think Semin gets a lot. Yeah. Next guy on my list, bit of a playoff uh, hero, Eddie Rosario. Who takes it? Who, who should go first? I'll go first. Right. Uh, I have him going back to the Braves, one-year deal, $10 million. Um, Obviously, didn't really have a great regular season. Kind of just a prolific playoffs, propelled them to their World Series win. I think it, it kind of reminds me of the Steve Pierce scenario. Um, a guy who's kind of bouncing around late in his career has a great playoffs. I think they reward him. Fans love him. I think they bring him back. Yeah, I'll agree with you. Actually, I I, I like the point you made about Steve Pierce kind of drawing that comparison. I think Rosario obviously has a lot more years left than Steve Pierce did. Yes, but um, yeah, I mean he bounced around way too much. This dude could use a little consistency in his life, and, and what better uh, than to be with the team that you were the playoff hero for you just won a world series with i think they'd rather keep him than solaire i know he, he, he that he'll be coming up but um, yeah solaire's on the list i'm interested yeah. to hear I, I like i like that i like him um i also have rosario going back to the braves so clean sweep as dan likes to say on the gridiron podcast <laughs> clean sweep. Uh, <laughs> another brave freddie freeman evan yeah, it's got to be Braves for me. I just can't see this guy playing anywhere else. He stated how much he likes to play with it, uh, play with them. Although I did see he rejected an offer from them that was about what 175, maybe if I remember. I saw correctly. it was five or 135. It might. It was probably 135. So I did see he rejected a deal. There's no way that they don't get that done. Dan. Uh, yeah, I don't know how he doesn't go back to the Braves here. Yeah, I have him Braves as well. I said 6-180, so like it's a reasonable figure. Yeah. Nick Castellanos. This one was a challenging one for me. There's a lot of teams that it makes sense, but also really good hitter. a lot of really teams where it hitter. feels like they just don't really need them. Um, Evan, who do you have him going to? I like this one, actually. I'm pretty strong about this. This is probably one of my – like, I know it's he's such a good hitter and so many people could use this guy. Uh, but I'm going to go with the San Francisco Giants, a team that really had a lot of struggles within their outfield. I know they were playing a lot of Alex Dickerson, Austin Slater, uh, just a bunch of these random guys. 
who were getting the job done, Steven Duggar. Like, they need a little consistency in the outfield, and I think what better than a uh, guy to bring in than, you know, a, an easy 300 hitter who's going to pop 30 bombs and drive in 100. Like, this is something, obviously, no posy. You got to kind of replace some of that production in the lineup, especially in the outfield. And I like him to stay in the National League. And, you know, a team that just won 107 games, like I said, they have a great management team there. Uh, I think they'll be willing to spend money, and I think what better guy to bring in than Castellanos? What do you think, money-wise? Uh, I think he'll get probably five for 140. It's reasonable. Dan? Uh, I have him going to the Rangers. Um, and before we move forward, uh, so this is going to be my last pick, actually, because our uh, meeting is coming up. Um, but I'll send you the rest of my picks. Sounds so. good. But – Nice to be on the pod and uh, catch you guys later. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dan. See you, Dan. Looks like it's just you and me. Mano yep. y mano. Yes, sir. I had Cassianos to the Phillies. Uh, okay. I can see that one too. Big spender. I, I liked the Giants, but Phillies have just been consistently big spenders. I mean, imagine that outfield with Harper, Cassianos. I mean, your grandmother could play center field and it would be a top five outfield in the league. Yeah. Um, I didn't have as <laughs> I didn't have as much money. I only said four for a hundred. I feel like his inability. He's such a good hitter, though. I feel like his inability in the field kind of hinders him, and I also feel like like the MLB is sort of trending in the ways of shorter contracts for more money per year. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not, you know, the Mookie Betts is the Mike Trout's of the world. Yeah, oh, I think that's fair. Fair to say. I don't know. I, I And I also feel like the owners have been trying to reset the market mm-hmm. as of late. I mean, you see free, like Machado and Harper waiting so long to sign. And yeah, I they got that. massive bags, but yeah, yeah, I can't stand that shit. Um, Kyle Seeger. I think it's about time that, you know, I, I know Corey's right after. I think that these two guys are going to want to try to team up. And I think what better place for Kyle Seager than in the Bronx with the Yankees? Oh, um, fuck off. And well, it's a I short porch. That. It's a short porch out in right field. This dude hit 30-something bombs with the Mariners this year. I think he's still got a lot left. And they've the Yankees' third base has been a position that's been weird for them. They, you know, they had Andujar. It looked like he was maybe going to be something. Urshela got hurt last year. It wasn't really the same when uh, afterwards. I could totally see maybe them looking to trade him and bring in another power guy, especially, you know, you're not really sure what's going to happen with Rizzo. I think Kyle Sear is a nice fit uh, with the Yankees. I like the fit. Um, I have Seager going to the Rangers. I think Newman was talking about it the other day. Um, he's got the the connection with the manager. Um Obviously, we've talked about how much money Texas is going to have to spend. I think it makes sense. Wait, are we talking Corey or Kyle? Because ta- Corey is, has the connection with Woodward. I'm talking Kyle. Yeah, Kyle, I don't believe Kyle has the connection with Woodward. Woodward oh. was the bench coach for the Dodgers with Corey there. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Well, spoiler alert, I got them pairing up in Texas. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, I guess, you know, we're, we're on the topic of Corey Seager. I haven't gone to the Yankees. Uh, I think they need to get a shortstop, 100%. And, and I think, you know, I, I think it's funny that we both have uh, the brothers teaming up, though. Yes. I think it, I mean, it, it, it makes, it makes sense. sense. It yeah. does make sense. 
Um, what and do you think Seager good. gets, Corey? Corey's I mean, what do you think they both up. get? Kyle's going to get like one or two years for maybe like 14 per. And then I think Corey gets probably 30 plus maybe. I said Kyle five for 80. So I have the same average, but longer term, much I longer give, term. I don't think I could give Kyle Seager five years. Um, Corey Seager, I said seven for 185. I think he, he, he'll get more than that. No, I know, but I just feel like they're not well, Correa's, like that. Correa is probably going to get fucking 250. I had, I had Correa 7 210. I think he'll get a little more than that. We'll, we'll maybe see. What I'm happens. Just, maybe I'm just undervaluing these guys in terms of what they're going to get. Well, what did Harper get? 400? <laughs> Yeah, what did I mean, Machado get? Point. 320? 330. I think I think uh is gonna ask for like 300. All right, let's well, let me let me re let me let me fix my numbers. So let's say okay. Seeger 225 for Seeger for Corey Seeger. 225 to 250, I think. I'm gonna say Corey Seeger gets seven for 235. Okay. And I'm gonna say Correa gets seven for 265. Okay. I, I think, think that's, that's reasonable. Think that's re- yeah. No, I agree with you. Uh, Trevor Story is next. So many fucking shortstops. I know. You had a, a, a shortstop going to Texas. I think it, uh, this will be Story uh, going to the Rangers, uh, a team that needs to spend some money. They have the money to do so. Um, they, they got some, some good there, not a lot of good. I'd like to see Woodward fired. Uh, I don't know. I think he's the guy there. But, no, I think this is the year for Texas. You know, all of us have had them spending uh, a lot of money. And I think, you know, the story's been rumored about with Texas. And I think, you know, the team that I have Correa going to is going to be aggressive with him. I think the Yankees are really going to be aggressive with Seager. And I think it's going to be put some pressure on Texas to just have to settle for what's left. And it's not that Trevor Story is bad. I think he's really good. But – I think that'll be kind of the way that the dominoes fall. I'm curious to see if you got Trevor Story to the Yankees, though. My Trevor, no, I know the Yankees are not so much interested in my Trevor Story's one. It's kind of surprising. I have him going to Toronto. Mm. I think they're not going to get Semyon, wow. and they're going to want to fill that void. I still think they're going to want to spend some money, even if I don't have them getting Ray or Semyon. Um and I think Story is cheaper than Semyon, cheaper than Ray. I had him around yeah. five for 125. I mean, he plays great defense. He's going to eat in that ballpark. Like, very fast guy. I'd say probably it's 40 fucking doubles at least. Um, I think it's just a good fit. I mean, you bring him in with Bochette. Bochette, there's your one-two up the middle for the next five to ten years. Like, I think that would be a great duo. Um yeah, maybe they'd be more willing to commit to Story and then Semyon, which would make sense. Yeah, I mean, Story's younger. I don't know. A sleeper team I have for Story, though, is Oakland. I I like that one. I feel like there's a fit there. Well, Oakland's an interesting one because it's like, what's going to happen with Matt Olson, which I don't fucking get why they want to get rid of Matt Olson. He's a cornerstone kind of guy on my team yeah. If I were, yeah. if I was the general manager there. Why are they trying to trade him? Are they just trying to tear everything down? 
I think with Melvin leaving, it might be a huge catastrophic shift within that organization. I mean, Billy Bean has been looking at jobs. I think it's just going to be a new era coming in, and and maybe it's something like the the Miami Marlins leadership coming in and ripping everything down and starting brand new. I mean, new stadium in what four years? Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Wouldn't um, want to be them, but their team. If Chris Bassett stayed healthy, and they had Sterling Marte earlier in the year, they probably made the playoffs. And Loriano doesn't go down with the PED suspension. That's a good one. Forgot about that. Yeah. You know what's interesting is looking at my list. I do not have the New York Yankees signing any of these guys. That's that's surprising. I mean, the team surprising. that is notorious for spending the most money. With Brian I Cash. just don't think people want to go there. How come? I don't know. It seems like they can't figure out in the playoffs. They're pretty much guaranteed to get there, though, again next year, right? Like, yeah, they seem to be guaranteed to get there. Well, but let's think about it. You got Tampa. It's just mm-hmm. a juggernaut. They don't stop rolling. Mm-hmm. You have Boston. Who I think we all think is going to make it. Yeah. You have possibly Toronto, depending on what they lose in this offseason. And then you have the Chicago White Sox. They're going to win that division. You have yeah. the Houston Astros, who even without Correa will probably still win that division. You have potentially the Angels, if they spend like we think they're going to. And then potentially the Tigers as a sleeper team in the And Seattle as well. And Seattle. So there's a lot of good teams in the AL. It's suddenly very deep. Yeah. I mean, it was deep considering. has Has not had any playoff success. Right. And it was, obviously, we know the struggles that they had earlier in the year. And it's interesting because Toronto, 91 wins, missed the playoffs in the AL. Seattle, 90 wins, missed the playoffs in the American League. And then you flip over to the National League, and then you see the 88-win Atlanta Braves win the World Series. Maybe you might be right, because it always felt like it was the NL that was superior to the AL. But I just think there's more super teams in the NL. I guess you could maybe say that about even in, in the National Football League right now with the NFC. Yes. AFC's deeper. AFC's got more teams in it. NFC's got the best teams. Yes. That's a great comparison. I mean, I mean, if you're a free agent, why don't you want to go to the NL East? If you're a big name guy that can make a serious difference, like Chris Bryant, why do why don't you want to go to the Mets? They were one big player away, you know, one guy stepping up away. Plus, Degrom was injured. Exactly. Uh, it's it's going to be an interesting offseason. Um, this pod's getting long, so we should keep it rolling here. But I like the conversation. Uh, a name we discussed, but we did not give a prediction for Carlos Correa. Mm-hmm. I'm interested yeah. to see where you have him going. I feel pretty strongly about this one. I think the tires are a perfect fit. I talked about Verlander going back there uh, with the hinge connection. I think Correa's got the hinge connection. It makes too much sense. A team that was really one of the more surprising teams. They won 77 games this past year. And another team that was surprisingly above average at home. And, you know, bringing Verlander bringing in Correa would do huge things for them. You just mentioned their name, possibly even being in the playoff consideration. I don't think that's too unreasonable, especially if they are willing to spend money there. Um, who's the, yeah. I, I, to me, that's the perfect fit for Correa. Yeah. I have him going there as well. 
a couple sleeper teams that I have in mind. Uh, I thought about the Cardinals potentially. Um, I mean, Paul DeYoung, 200 hitter. He, he ain't very good. No, he's not. But they have Edmonds and they have uh, – there's one other guy in that middle infield. Oh, it's that new dude. What's yes, his name? the rookie. I forget his yeah. name. Uh, and then the, one other team that I fucking thought about, Correa. Is there no, any chance Boston? I don't think so. I think the money is just a little bit much. Oh, San Francisco. Crawford? No. Yeah, Crawford. But, I mean, Crawford could play second base. Yeah. Correa could play third base. Giant, if, if you're the Giants, you should go out and get somebody. I, I said Cassianos, Correa. You're going to need someone to replace that bus supposed production. And, you know, it, we mentioned Crawford, Belt coming off an injury. They're an interesting yeah. team. If you lose Bryant, you got you to gotta get somebody. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I have someone on later on our list going to the Giants. So we'll touch upon them a little later. Um, but the last of this strong shortstop group is Javi Baez. I have him. Going back to the New York Mets, I think it just makes too much sense for Cohen. Uh, you went and got him. Him and Lindor are such good buddies. I think he goes back there. I said five for 110. I don't think he's worth a ton, uh, but that's still, you know, a very sizable contract. 110 million is nothing to scoff at. Um, and it just makes too much sense with the buy, uh, the Lindor connection. The Mets fans were iffy on bias to start. I think they came around to him towards the end. He's just a New York kind of player. I think he's – I remember when he was traded there, didn't rule out a return to the Chicago Cubs. I think that's kind of where his home is at. That's where kind of he wants to play. So I'll go Cubs. I think if you're the Mets, I don't want to bring back Bias. I would rather much – I would much, much rather bring in Chris Bryant over – Bias, Bias and Lindor had this weird relationship. I didn't really understand it. Uh, obviously, the whole thumbs down bullshit that happened. I, I can't. If I'm a GM there, for, if I'm the manager, I I don't want that on my team. I don't want a guy who strikes out a fuck ton on my team. Well, he turned it around towards after the deadline. That's why he did. He did, but like interested. I had Brian also going to the Mets, so. Oh, here's a uh, breaking report, Evan. You're not going to be too happy about this. Uh-oh. Yankees won't cash out for shortstop team not planning to bring in expensive free agents such as Correa or Corey Seager. Huh. Yes. I guess I'll believe it when I see it. I'll stick with my pick, but interesting. I want to uh, rattle off a couple of Dan's picks. Um, sure, yeah. Sorry, uh, they got passed up here. He had Kyle Seager to Toronto. Correa to Detroit, Trevor Story to Houston, um, Corey Seager to the Yankees. That's obviously incorrect now. Uh, and then he had Javi Baez to Philadelphia Phillies. Okay. I'll go with the, the Baez return to Chicago. How about Nelson Cruz, who Dan is sending to Seattle? Well, I think for me, it's got. I, I don't hate that. For me, it's got to be an American League team. Um, I kind of like him back with Tampa Bay. That's what I had. One-year deal. One-year deal. Made too much sense. I thought he was a perfect fit there. And the Rays are going to be in it again next year, so it makes too much sense for me. 
Yeah, I thought he was a perfect fit as well. Yeah, I had him going back there. Michael Conforto. Mm. Um, this is my San Francisco guy. I have them getting Conforto. Um, he obviously had a really disappointing year last year. I had him getting three years, fifty million. Kind of a we know you have potential, but you still need to prove it to get those six, seven year contract. Um, but substantial money. Like I think they have confidence in him. I think any team that signs him should. I think he's a very good young player, and he would be great in San Francisco. I think he'd fit in perfectly. Yeah, I don't hate that at all, actually. Dan had um, Atlanta Braves. Dan had Atlanta. Okay, I'm going to go. I haven't had the Phillies making any move yet, so I'm going to have Conforto going to Philadelphia, just kind of staying in that division. I don't think he returns to the Mets. I think that's almost a given. Uh, so we'll see. I He's, he's an interesting guy, though. Really struggled. But uh, I don't know who his agent is. Said there was a lot of interest in him. I wouldn't um, be surprised. I mean, he's 26, 27. Yeah. He's had good years before. Yeah. A couple more names to get through here, and then we'll get to the lineup card. Okay. Uh, Kyle Schwarber. This is an interesting one. Mm. Uh, we'll t- let's see where Dan has him. Yeah. Dan has Kyle Schwarber to the San Diego Padres. There a need there. I don't I, necessarily see the fit, but Dan sometimes doesn't really know what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, I'd like to hear who you who you had. I have him going back to Washington. Um, mm. He played his best baseball there. I don't personally want him back in Boston. Uh, I don't see the fit. No. There's really no fit in a 162-game season that makes you – substantially better than you were this year um the only way you bring him in and he gets consistent playing time is in left field move or do go to center kike to second and this is assuming you keep Dahlbeck, um which i am a fan of i would like to keep Dahlbeck, give him a chance i'd rather see Semyon is obviously the dream like you discussed um, right. but i just don't see the fit for sure but i think he goes back to washington they're gonna have plenty of money to spend there's still like they have some young pieces. They could be decent in a couple of years. And I, I think they'll give him some some good good money after what he did for them earlier in the year. I said four for 75 for Kyle Schwarber. I can see it. Um I'm gonna go with the Milwaukee Brewers. Um the, the Brewers have a history of obviously taking some Red Sox free agents. Obviously, the most recent example, Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, right now, as it stands, they got Rowdy Tellez at first base, which eh. their outfield right now would be Yelich in left, Kane in center, and then right now they have it listed as JBJ in right. I think Short would be a perfect fit out in right field, uh, in Milwaukee, a good team that could use him. Uh, friendly ballpark for him. That right field is not too deep. He could still uh, hit just a fuck ton of bombs. So I like it. I- I'll go. That's a good fit. Ballpark. That's a good fit. Another outfielder, uh, Jorge Soler, our World Series MVP. Uh, where do you see him going? Jorge Soler is an interesting one because he didn't really come on until really later on in, in the year. Um Obviously, after he was traded, where was he traded from? KC, right? Kansas City. Yeah, there's no way he would go back there. Um, yeah. It's just kind of a random guy. Uh, maybe, 
Who, who, who'd Dan have? Dan had Milwaukee. And real quick, okay. um, breaking news, Brandon Belt just accepted his qualifying offer, so he will be staying in San Francisco. Okay. I'm not really too surprised by that. No. Um, I'm trying to think of what the Giants situation would look like. Maybe they could use a guy like Jorge. Oh, and I, I don't know. Castellanos could play some right field. Jorge put him in left or center. I'll and go Giants. Yeah, that's true. I'll still say Giants. I mean, this dude, like, will he come off the bench? Like, I just don't know what his role know. is going to be. I had him staying in Atlanta. Okay. I, could, I, I mean, think, I could see that. I think you have Acuna. You, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose one of Soler, Rosario, Duvall. You're gonna lose one of those guys mm. because Acuna is coming back. I had Duvall as the odd man out, um, and I had Soler getting a pretty decent deal, three for fifty. I feel like he's a good fit there. He's still young. He hits a lot of home runs. He's got a cannon for an arm. Um, yeah, and I think that defense is gonna play a big role because Atlanta's a pretty big ballpark. There's a lot of space out there. There is. Actually, you know what? You you convinced me. I'll, I'll go Atlanta. Why stay? He, he, you know, when he was leading off, it was perfect. Yeah. And then Why you have leave? Rosario as the two. Like, it was just – it was a really nice, like, punch. And then you keep Freeman. All this team needs to do is keep what they had, right? Yes. Like, and then you oh, get Acuna back and boo-hoo, uh, Rosario and Solera platooning. Oh, no. Our worst problem ever. Right. All right. Our last free agent, Chris Taylor. This one was a tough one for me. I really had no fucking idea where to put him. Dan put him in San Francisco. All right. I'm going to go Cincinnati. You know, I did see that this was kind of a rumor. Maybe he'd end up here. Um, good player. Had a really good playoffs. I think he's gone from the Dodgers. And obviously, if Castellanos leaves, they're going to have to replace him somehow. And I think Taylor would be a nice fit there in a hitter's ballpark. This reminds me a lot of Kike Hernandez. I had Chris Taylor to Boston. I think Whoa. he's a very good fit. Um, so here's my thinking, right? Obviously, second base is a hole. Semyon's the perfect fill-in. But if you go and spend money on Robbie Ray, you're probably not spending it also on Semyon. Taylor is a cheaper, lesser version of Semyon. He can play all over the place. He can play the outfield. He can play second base. He's just like Kike. You can pick which one you want at second, which one you want in center. But Chris Taylor is a perfect fit for this Red Sox team. You can't tell me he's not. Well, he if fits. they don't get Semyon, yes. I, I was just under the mindset that they would get Semyon. That's fair. But if you don't get Semyon, this guy fits perfectly. Hmm. I have a quick one about Semyon. What about if, obviously, Bob Melvin goes to the Padres and Tatis now rumored to be playing the outfield. Maybe there. I know they just they're spending money like fucking baboons, but like I don't think baboons have any money to spend. Whatever. Um, I just felt like saying a random ass word. But like I don't, I don't do know because you, you got Cronenworth at short. Who's your second baseman? Wouldn't Cronenworth be second? I thought it was a second baseman. No. And they moved Tatis to the outfield for Cronenworth. Oh. Who's then, their yeah, second baseman? Google it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I see the Melvin fit. Oh, they've Adam Frazier still, dude. 
Oh, he was really bad, though, when he got there. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't see the fit for Semyon. Plus, like, all that kind of money, again, you got Machado, you got Tatis. Mm-hmm. You've spent on Darvish. You spent on who was the other fucker? Snell. They've spent a fuck ton of money. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. All right, let's get to the lineup card. Um, hopefully, this will go pretty quick. We're definitely in over an hour. Actually, no, we aren't. We're like right at an hour. All right, lineup card. So, Evan, which also- MLB? Go ahead. I was just gonna say, Jock Peterson's a free agent too, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I didn't have him going back to Atlanta. Yeah, I feel like he's a, a good Cincinnati Red. Yeah, to replace Castellanos. Um, which MLB free agent do you think gets the largest contract? Um, for me, it's either Scherzer or Correa. Uh, I'll go Correa just because he's younger and he's a hitter. Yeah, I think Ray gets it as well. Um, who will be this year's Marcus Semyon, a.k.a. Uh, a pretty good player who you know is a good player, came off a terrible year and gets kind of a prove-it deal and is going to cash in? I'm going to go with a guy. Uh, this is kind of surprising. You're, you're not going to guess this one. Um, I was kind of between two guys. One, uh, Lurie Garcia with the White Sox. I think this dude's a really underrated hitter. I think he can hit 300 pretty easily if he's given the, the chance to. Um, had a really good year in the playing time that he had. Uh, I could totally see him coming on, hitting 20 homers, 25 homers, uh, you know, hitting 300 plus, scoring, depending on where he is in the lineup, 90 to 100 runs. I would not be surprised. Uh, so there's him. And then there's also Brad Miller, who I didn't think was ever really given a chance at the Phillies. He was kind of hitting clean up a little bit. I think he absolutely destroys right-handed uh, pitching. So depending on kind of how much he plays, I could see him launching 20, 25 homers as well. But I'd say Garcia, my number one choice. You definitely went off the board with those picks. Um, I went with a, a more known name. I said Michael Conforto. I mean, he was abysmal last year but I think that he's going to turn into someone who's really um, a middle of your lineup. He's a strength in your lineup. He's going to hit 280 to maybe even 300. He's going to hit 25 to 30 homers, plays good defense, can swipe 15 bases. Um, I think whatever team signs him is going to be happy with what they get. Yeah. Who will get big money and be a letdown? Um, Some past examples, maybe Trevor Bauer. Um, yeah, George Springer missed most of the year. Yeah, um, this is an interesting one, but I'm gonna go with whoever the <laughs> whoever the New York Yankees sign will be a letdown. <laughs> I don't know who. I'm not gonna. I don't know. I can't predict the future. I don't know who's gonna go there. But if they do sign a big free agent, or if they do sign someone in free agency, it will not work out. Whether maybe we keep Rizzo, so maybe you could say Rizzo, but whatever the fuck they do, someone's gonna be a letdown. Yeah, I'm saying Javi Baez. Um, I just personally really don't like him. I think he's pretty overrated. Uh, he's not very good defensively, despite his flashy playmaking ability. Uh, he strikes out too much. He can't hit for average. I just really don't like him. I think whatever team pays him is probably going to overpay him. Um, but a sneaky option for this question is also Kyle Schwarber. 
Uh, we talked about it today. I really don't think that he's been um, all that good. I know a lot of people in Boston really like him. Very likable guy, obviously helped our run, but this season was definitely an outlier in his career. He's not been historically near as good as he was this year. Um, so I'm not sure if he'll sustain that next year. Yeah. Moving out of the MLB, will the Anaheim Ducks get 10 wins in a row? They've won eight in a row. They have Carolina and then Nashville. That would make it 10. Colorado would make it 10 plus. No, too many good teams um, in the next three that you mentioned. They'll lose two of those games. I said yes. Well, I think uh, they just seem to be on a roll right now. They just can't be stopped. They're winning games in overtime. Egress is coming on. Getzlov is firing on all cylinders. Troy Terry looks like a fucking heart candidate. He's been so good. Um, and Gibson's been who would have thought that? I, I remember I tried to pick him up and I, or, well, I was considering it and I didn't kicking myself now. Although I was just able to pick up gets off because Batherson got COVID. So I put him on my IR and dropped Mike Smith because I don't know when the fuck Mike Smith's ever going to come back if he is. Yeah, so. I thought about offering you a trade in fantasy hockey today. Oh, we should, we should make a trade. I'd be willing. Yeah, take a look at my team. Uh, speaking of Troy Terry, he has 21 points in his first 16 games. Does he finish averaging more than a point a game? So pretty much 82 points or no? Yes. No, he will not hit 82. I'd be shocked if he did. I think 60s reason like probably going to happen. I could see anyone from 60 to 70 this year. Talk about a big breakout. I think he's the player this year. But 82 is just a lot, and I would be floored if he got it. I said yes, dude. Oh. Guys like this, like young guys, when they get this much confidence, they're hard to stop. Think of like Elias Pettersson. His breakout party obviously he hasn't returned to that form. Um, but that's kind of what I think of. What do you have 90 points that year? Yeah, but he's also Patterson, though. I mean, no one was no, talking about Troy Terry. I agree, but th- like he's centering their first line, he's he's on that first power play unit, he's obviously playing big minutes. Getzlov mm-hmm. is dishing the puck like it's 2006. Um, they're, they're scoring goals like from all areas of the game. Like Cam Fowler's almost point a game for them right now. Um, I know fucking Zegras has 10 points. Getzlov, obviously, I would assume he's got 16 Silverberg, or 17 Comtois. assists. Yeah, Henrique has been really good. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like this team is just very good. And I, I think they're when you're hot team. like this, I could see. Ke- Terry just going on a really hot streak and then cooling down. But while he was hot, accumulating enough to finish with yeah. 82. Yeah, like it just is going to make the playoffs so interesting because I still like the Kings. I had the Kings in Edmonton, Vegas, Calgary, Anaheim. Like we were talking about the Central Division being like the division. The weakest. Was, like it was just the West was supposed to be shit. The yeah. Wizards is fucking good. Like San Jose, James Reimer's having an incredible year. I'm lucky enough to have him on my fantasy team. Uh, won again last night. He's like over 0.945, like unbelievable year so far. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Jonathan Quick's suddenly been amazing again. Like, yeah. what the fuck's going on? Gets left. Yeah. Like, these people just out of nowhere. <laughs> I know. Um, talking about big shocks, what's more of a shock? Tampa Bay's loss to the football team. Or the Rams lost to the 49ers this weekend. 
For me, it's Tampa's loss to Washington just because they were also coming off a bye. Thought they would come out looking much more prepared. Brady threw two picks in the first quarter. He also threw two completions in that quarter. Really uncharacteristic of Tom Brady. Um, Washington was able to score, which was surprising, and their defense was also able to show up. I believe they were, 30, they were 32nd against uh, QBs in fantasy. Shut Brady down, held him to only 13 fantasy points. Uh, I'm not really surprised with the Rams game, I guess. Um, Debo went off. Um, I w- when I saw that, I wasn't really too surprised. more shocked by um, Tampa Bay and that, and that loss. Yeah, I said Tampa Bay as well. Uh, It's kind of becoming obvious, the blueprint to beat the Rams. It's just fucking pound the ball. They don't want you to – they said this on their broadcast. I think it was Lewis Riddick made a great point. This team is built to rush the passer and defend the pass. This team does not want you to run at them. The linebackers are probably the weakest part of their defense. Obviously, you have Ramsey, the best corner in the league. You just went out and created a monster pass rush in Floyd, Donald, and Miller. But none of those guys help you stop the run. And that's what they're struggling to do. I think San Francisco ran the ball 40 times on them. And when you keep you that also, offense off yeah, the field, exactly, it's a recipe say. for success. Yeah. And They've had no momentum. They've had no momentum in games where other teams have sustained long drives against the defense. Yeah. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Another interesting scenario developing in the NFC is the Carolina Panthers after signing Cam Newton, throttled the Cardinals, albeit without Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins. Um, My question for you, Evan, can the Carolina Panthers win 10 games this year? Currently sit at five and five. Um, They have seven games left. When I did the math, I had them finishing either nine and eight or 10 and seven. I'm going to say no because I'm just not a believer in Cam yet. Uh, got so much hype. He's screaming, I'm back, which was actually fucking hilarious. His voice in that video sounded so funny. Uh, I just fucking laughed my ass off when I saw that. Uh, but I'm going to say no, even though McCaffrey's back. And, like, I think Cam's probably way better than Darnold right now. And I like that defense. I just got to see another game like after Washington this weekend, I'll be able to give you a better answer, but right now I need to wait and see. So as of right now, no, but if they beat Washington, then I will consider changing my answer. Yeah. I said, yes, here's why I have them beating Washington then beating Miami, then beating Atlanta, a loss to Buffalo, a win over Tampa Bay at home, what? Come on. A lot. Hold on. A loss to the Saints on the road, and then a loss to Tampa Bay on the road. And that puts them at 10 wins. I mean, they're not beating Tampa, Colin. There's no Evan, way. the Washington football team just beat Tampa. We said there was no way they would beat Tampa. <laughs> It's like, doable. If Any Cam beats Tampa, NFL is beatable right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's doable. I said yes. I, I think Carolina could sneak in. Cam just brings so much to this offense, dude. Think about it. You have McCaffrey, oh, oh. Evan. Just listen. You know I don't like Cam Newton. This is why I'm fucking shocked. You're speaking this stuff. You know right I now. don't like him, but think about it, Evan. 
Sam Darnold clearly could not advance the ball downfield, hence why Robbie Anderson looks like somebody hit him in the face with a brick on every play. Robbie Anderson had the most catches he's had in a game all year. He scored two touchdowns last week. Robbie Anderson's going to be back in this offense. You have Dan Arnold, who's emerging as uh, quite a nice tight end. Dan Arnold is on the Jaguars. Oh, who's the guy that's... Um, they they traded him uh, earlier in the year. Who is their tight end? I just saw him on the waiver wires today. I picked him up in a couple leagues. Uh, um, I don't know who it is, but you also have DJ Moore. Um, fuck, who is their tight end? You have DJ Moore, who's proven himself to be a very good tight end this year, or wide receiver. See, now I'm all fucked up. Can you look for <laughs> Carolina's tight end? Yeah, let me, let me let me look at that right now. There's Tommy Tremble, but I know they have another tight end. Um, they got a. I don't know why they don't have anyone too good. Yeah, McCaffrey, obviously. Yo, Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas. Yes, who's come on recently? Has he not? Yeah, I think he might have. Yeah. And then That's Cam obviously Cam obviously adds the ability at the goal line. I, I think this offense is just better suited to Cam Newton's needs. I mean, as inaccurate as he is, he can throw the ball far. Yeah. It opens up a whole nother avenue of this offense. I'd oh. like to see Carolina do well because Me too. I I was high I was kind of, I was most high on them earlier on in the year. I mean, I, you know, when Darnold was looking really good and McCaffrey was balling and that defense was balling, I put them at 1.4 in my rankings when they were 3 and 0 just cuz yeah, I was like believer in this. Yeah, it was too high. I fucked that up. But uh, like you're probably right that Cam is the better guy for that team than Darnold. Like I'm not gonna argue with that. Well, look at me. I just talked you into it. But like, I don't think that they'll beat Tampa. I, I, I think they have a chance. I hope you lock that on the pod. Yeah, maybe, maybe I week. will come that week. We'll see where both teams stand. It's week 15. Yeah. So, all right. Biggest surprise. This is question number eight. So almost done. Biggest surprise of the season so far. Uh, just, I guess, not the season. Let's scratch that. Biggest okay. surprise in general. Cavs at nine and six or Hawks at six and nine? Hawks at six and nine for me. Uh, just have them really high up there. And all the momentum that they had coming off their playoff run last season. Really shocked to see them through 15 games only with six wins. Um, Cleveland not – like surprising but not surprising um the young guard garland has really been a baller mobley's been really good ricky rubio's looked incredible like they got some of the pieces there that are going to help contribute to wins and it is still so early and there's always one or two teams that comes out of nowhere so i guess i'm not shocked it's cleveland i am a little bit but like i'm more shocked with atlanta struggles See, I'm, I'm more on the Cleveland side because this is a team without Colin Sexton, who's probably the best player on the roster coming into this season. No mm-hmm. Kevin Love. I mean, like you pointed out, Ricky Rubio, this is a guy <laughs> who never even averaged 13 points in his career before. He's putting up 27 points, 30 points a night. He's balling out of his mind. Okuro has looked good. I mean, I've been watching the Celtic or the Cavs because they played the Celtics back-to-back. Mobley's looked good. I mean, they have some good pieces. I'm just surprised at how well they've played 
early on in the season. And with the Hawks, I think all good teams have their struggles at some point. Um, I'm not super surprised that, you know, a couple of these teams we thought were playoff teams in the East have come out a little slow to start, but sometimes you just need to get your legs under you. And I still think the Hawks will be fine this year. I mean, they're too talented on paper to not be. Yeah. All right. And the last question of the lineup card, which seven and seven team both sit in eighth place in the respective conferences has the best shot at making the playoffs, the Boston Celtics or the Memphis Grizzlies? First off, I'd like to preface my answer by saying the play in tournament is fucking stupid. Oh, my one God, of the... I totally forgot about the play. Well, it's still, a, it's still a good question. Um, if you earn the eighth seed, you should be a playoff team. Like, I don't know what bullshit this play in tournament is. I don't like it. If you I finish agree. the regular season 10, you should not have a chance to the same kind of like, – I get that they do the seeding stuff, but, like, you should not be able to compete for a seventh seed or an eighth seed. Like, it I just, agree. Sorry, that's just not how the regular – Especially if you're three or four games back of these teams and you beat them once in the play and all of a sudden you're in and they're out. Right. No, you said it perfectly. I don't. I hate it. It's stupid as fuck. But if I had to pick between the Celtics and Grizzlies to make the playoffs, I'd probably still say the Celtics. Just more talent on that roster for me. Uh, I don't think I had the Grizzlies in initially anyways. I think it's a lot of pressure on Ja, although they went in the – Golden State, I think they lost, but like Morant still played really well. Um, but one player can't do it all, and the Celtics are pretty deep. And I, I would take their, their roster over Memphis's. Yeah, I'm going Celtics as well. Um, that's all I got. I think we're just gonna scrap the rant since it's just you and I, anyways. Fuck okay, it. we're already over uh, an hour and 15 minutes, so we'll right. wrap up. Uh, thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in to the Gridiron podcast this week with Logan Paulson. We have that interview tonight. Very excited. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Later. Put your tears away in the fear today. You can drive off towards that summertime sunset. But you ain't done yet Take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets I'll be the one who accepts